0: Welcome to another edition of Union Money. I'm Brian Hurst. This evening we're focusing on the financial and retirement planning. And what's important in that part is tonight I welcome for the first time Muvanga Lukomani. She is the, phase, she's the pension fund adjudicator. Um, it's very confusing for the public when they have a financial complaint and not sure who and where to lodge such complaint. Unfortunately, with the state of our economy, many working South Africans have lost jobs, which result in many members of retirement funds resorting to withdrawals to assist with financial relief. Often, this leads to numerous complaints. And joining us this evening, as I mentioned, is Mavunga Lukomani. She's the pension fund at Judica, I'm sure will help viewers understand where office plays a role in complaint resolution. Mavunga, good evening and welcome to you this evening.
1: Good evening, Brian. There's big confusion
0: about long-term ombudsman, short-term ombudsman, phase on. But just explain, where does the pension fund adjudicator fit into the whole mirror of complaint resolutions?
1: Okay, The pension funds adjudicator deals with pension fund complaints. So that would be your occupational pension funds that are registered under the Pension Funds Act and retirement annuities. Uh, We don't deal with the Transnet Pension Fund. We don't deal with the GEPF. Um, we also don't deal with the with some of the associated pension funds that were universities because they've got their own act for the for the time being you know with coffee coming maybe g p f will fall under the office of the pension funds educator, but right now we do all other funds and
0: retirement annuities. Are you a completely independent organisation?
1: Yes, we are. We are an entity that falls under Treasury, but we are wholly, wholly independent. We report to the Minister of Finance. He doesn't interfere with our processes and procedures. All that we do, we put together a strategic plan. We submit it to him in, because we are also governed by the Public Finance Management Act So we, and the Pension Funds Act. So we will do that and then we, he monitors on a quarterly basis and we only really just interact with him for governance issues. Otherwise we are wholly independent.
0: And how, b- how big is your office?
1: We are 66. Um, Largely, because of the PFMA, you find that we also have um, our corporate staff that must assist us with issues of procurement and all of that. But then we have our core business side. So we are almost split 60% people dealing with complaints and 40% is really the support staff that we need, IT, all of that.
0: Tell me, and and the, and the, the makeup of your office in terms of qualifications, mainly lawyers?
1: Well um at the stage where the matter needs to be adjudicated you need someone w- you need someone with a legal background because although we do work with pension funds law you know general with law General application of the law and general principles of the law would still cut through all the things that we do. So we do have admin staff that do not have pension fund background because at the point where we receive a complaint and it's just interaction on correspondence, it's a process issue, so they are able to deal with that.
0: What is the trend in the industry of complaints? Is it rising or falling?
1: Well, we are almost at pre-COVID levels. So you can see that we are at that stage where we have about 9,000 complaints per annum Um, during COVID. They did go down to about 7,000, 7,500 in the the following year. But we are back to those pre-COVID levels. That's a lot of
0: complaints, 750 a month.
1: Um, Yes, it does work out to about 750, 800 a month. It is a lot of complaints, but if you look at most of the complaints, really have to do with governance issues, and so to a large extent, if the regulator gets its conduct um, mandate going in full swing, we should be able to see a little bit of those reduce. And well, we're going to we talk about
0: the co- we're going to talk about specific complaints yes. in a moment. But how is your office funded? Who who actually funds your the, the, the 66 staff members, all qualified individuals. I mean, it must have a large budget. But who who funds your office?
1: Our budget is funded by retirement fund members. So each retirement fund member, every month out of their contribution, a certain percentage goes towards a levy. That levy funds our office and it also funds the FSCA. So we also get a share out of that. So if you've got a retirement annuity or you've got an occupational fund with your employer, Part of that contribution that you are making monthly comes towards our expenses.
0: Of the employer and employee contribution?
1: Not, uh, it's just a levy out of the contribution, so yeah. it really doesn't matter who it came from. As and
0: well. really it's there to protect the employee. Yes. So, 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 so let's get on to our oh, participation. Because
1: at the point that you access our office, it is free. The, the service is free, the process is very simple, and we assist you along with the process. So all other members fund the, 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 the operations of the office, but everybody accesses the office for free.
0: Yep. You asked me an interesting question when we were sitting before we came on the show. Where do I get the questions from? <laughs> we always yes. let people know what our program is the following week. Mm. And so during that period of time, the the emails come in and I try and select those that are very common and which are very topical. But the one hot potato at the moment is waiting for legislation or waiting for a change to allow members to actually borrow or withdraw during employment, other than for property, purchase of property or improvement, to now be able to withdraw part of their retirement funds. Mm. Now, where do you think this is and how do you feel about that?
1: I think that uh, you would know that as part of Treasury, Treasury wasn't really um, sort of keen on this, but I think given the economic conditions that we have, it's sort of negotiated at NEDLEC and with all the other parties that maybe it should be done just to assist. My issue really comes from the fact that um, record keeping with funds. Is already not at the level that you want it to be. So, if you are a, an employee and you've changed funds, or your your pension fund changes administrators, or your employer moves from one umbrella fund to another, already you've got a problem with record keeping within the industry. So. Um, I would then want, if people are allowed to, even with housing loans, sometimes people take the loan and then you find that the the fund is not able to accurately um, give them a, a, a report or a statement of how much they were they paying, why is it still so high, you know. So if record keeping doesn't improve, we will sit with an issue where people are said to have taken money out or not taken money out. So if if record keeping can come to an acceptable level, then um, I think,
0: you know. But do members realise the impact of that at retirement? I mean, only already they say 6-8% to of individuals who retire can retire with financial freedom. And you get all the percentages of how many have to find other jobs or cut back their living standards or rely on children or parents, even at that even at retirement age, people so the question is we're gonna have a much bigger problem. We're kicking the can down the road. We're gonna have a much bigger problem in twenty, thirty years' time.
1: Yes. Because I think already if you look at the the, the people that complain to our office about retirement benefits already you really wonder how those people sustain themselves on the kind of 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 benefit that they that they are getting especially if you look at the threshold for whether you can take your money out as a lump sum or not it's sitting now at 247000 and if i mean if 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 you have 300000 then you are forced to take a third Only as a lump sum and the rest as a pension. How much of a pension, if you are 65, are you going to buy with 200,000 rand? So already you have a situation where the benefits that people are getting at retirement can hardly be said to be able to sustain them.
0: And I'll give you I'll give you a small situation that was brought to my attention. Client had a retirement fund, it was worth two hundred and forty seven thousand nine hundred. Exactly. So you asked the financial <laughs> advisor to find the fund that would drop. So it, had dropped se- it's yes. yeah, it dropped below 247,500. Yes. It dropped below. So the financial advisor found him a fund, and suddenly the fund is sitting at 252,000. So he says the, fi- the, the financial advisor found him too a good performing a fund in this current economy. Yeah. But let me ask you are there any complaint trends that you can share with us?
1: Well, our um, highest Number really has to do with withdrawal benefits. So when people withdraw, maybe there's a delay in the payment of the benefit or they suddenly discover that the employer was not paying their contributions and also the employer contributions to the fund. So that's our highest category of complaints. Hot behind that one is 37C. Um, As you know, if a person dies, it is the board of the fund that decides Um, who gets what from the death benefit. Most people don't understand that, but it's one of those things. And also we are seeing a rise in withholding of benefits for employees, maybe they've defrauded their employer or done some wrong... I've
0: got a few emails dealing with that, so we'll be dealing with that in a bit more specific. Mm. But 37C, you know, under an insurance policy, investment policy, you can appoint a beneficiary. And you can appoint whoever you like. Yes. You know, you can even, you know, married man, married woman can appoint boyfriends and things like that. But when it comes to retirement funds, members believe that their nomination form Is binding on the fund. Yes. And it's not binding on the fund. It is not. There are 37C. It's an indication to trustees that this is where you'd like the benefits paid, but it's still the trustees to determine where, you know, who are the dependents. And sometimes, particularly where the second marriages and children from different, you know, yes. the first and second marriage, the difficulties of understanding. And, and that must be an enormous problem for you. To, you know, and who is it, and pr- people have got to prove that they are dependents. Mm. But I think we'll deal with that in, w- 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 when, w- when yes. I get to uh, those emails, because a lot of the emails will come in. But what are the basics that members of retirement should know best? to say, their benefits. What what can they do if an employer doesn't pay over a contribution?
1: I think as a, as, as a first stop, uh, the as a first thing, they, they, if you are employed, you should ask for a benefit statement. So don't let a year go by that you actually don't see get a benefit statement. That is usually your first red flag to say, uh, because your benefit statement will tell you whether contributions are being paid on your behalf or not being paid on your behalf. Also... If you've, got an H- if you've got an HR that has got um, an employer that, that participates in multiple funds, get advice before you join any of those funds, because it might be that the one fund suits you better than the other. Um, but And also complete that beneficiary nomination form and keep updating it. When your circumstances change, update it um it is something that is supposed to be kept confidential by the fund and also by the employer i know that many people feel that they don't want to write everything or everyone that is dependent on them in that form because maybe they think that it will get back to people that they don't want to it to get back to but it really does give an indication to the fund that um to the fund that you would want how you would want your benefit to be dealt with
0: well we're going to do all the emails in the next segment we're going to take a short break stay tuned we'll be back shortly